This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about the importance of getting a sewer line scope inspection. And are we in a housing bu- a bubble? Our expert lender is here to help us figure that out. In studio with me today is Mike Marlowe, the owner of Veteran Home Inspections. Mike, it's great to have you back again. Yeah, it's great to be here. You're, in fact, before we started this show, we actually had somebody who was like, hey, I saw you on... He watched one of your videos, one of the guests on the other shows, and yeah. it was about the mold inspection uh, that yeah. you did before. So yeah, that was a great series. It is. It's it's doing really, really well. I have it as a playlist on our YouTube channel so people can just kind of go right through it. Also in the studio with us today is Erica Slayton, an expert mortgage lender with Wallach & Volk Mortgage. Erica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again. You bet. I love being here. You did a great job on the last one. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm just going to keep you coming in. We're just... Happy to do it. <laughs> Erica has a YouTube channel called Let's Talk Mortgage with her son, Jacob, who he has to join us today in studio um, to talk about helping his mom with the YouTube channel. I, I, you guys who watch the show know that my daughter, Brooke, works on this show as well. She's a huge part of it. Could not do it without, uh, without her here. And so I was really endeared uh, with you guys. You can have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and you do a Facebook page as well. So, Jacob, yeah. welcome to the show, buddy. Yes, thanks for having me. You bet. Was there something more you wanted to say about? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) A quick reminder for our listeners to catch our podcast and watch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. So we've had over 10,000 views on just last week's episodes. Cool. Yeah, it's a huge response. So people are definitely drinking up the material that we're putting out there. Uh, Our biggest response was with a a show that Keith Alfaro did where we talked about changing real estate brokers. Uh, and we just passed a thousand subscribers, which I think last week we were at six hundred and something. So we're 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 moving up there. Traction. Just really, really good uh, response. Um, so if you have a business that services home buyers and home sellers, and you'd like to be on our show, visit homebuyertalkradio.com and click on the link to apply. All right, Mike. So today we're going to talk about uh, sewer scope inspections. Yeah. Right? Is there another name that that's known by? Uh, sewer camera inspections. Not a colonoscopy? Uh, a colonoscopy <laughs> of the house, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what we're doing. <laughs> well, we were talking about this, and, and you said that. I was like, oh, that's funny. i got to use it on the show for sure. So um, so you're an expert home inspector. You, your business is Veteran Home Inspections, uh, LLC, right. um, and you've been in business for how long now? We're going on nine years. Nine years. And you work with your wife on it. It's, an, again, a family operation, which right. I love that kind of business. Mm-hmm. Um, and are you busy lately or no? We're crazy busy. <laughs> crazy busy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Welcome to San Antonio. Right. Yes. It, mm-hmm. It's great. So. Awesome. All right. So today we're going to talk about um, now sewer scope inspection. So I, when I was doing my research on this, I, I, I was like, I'm not sure how interesting this is going to be, but whoa, I was like, oh, I'm doing a couple things wrong. I needed to uh, actually address so I'm excited to talk a little bit about it. But let's start with what is this sewer scope inspection you're talking about? Uh, basically, what it is is we use a waterproof camera on a cable that we push into the main drain line at a clean out. And we inspect the inside of the main drain line. Okay, so are you going towards the street or towards the house or both? Both. Okay, awesome. Yep. So we're going to look from... Yeah, as far as we can get into the house, you know, we can't control which you know pipe the the camera follows. It's going to basically stay with the largest pipe, and we'll go to the end of that, and then we'll also go out to where we can see the connection of the drain line to the city sewer line or to the septic tank if you're on a septic. Right, right. So um, the homeowner's portion of the sewer line, where where does it stop? Uh, generally at the city connection. 
Okay, so it goes all the way out. Now, something that I ran across was with respect to home warranties, that home warranty actually stops at the perimeter of the house, not the yard. Have you? Do you know anything about that? That really depends on the, home the warranty. warranty. Yeah. Um, the warranty we offer that SewerGuard covers from the house out to the street connection. You, you guys, your home inspection company offers a warranty? Yeah, we are partnered with a warranty company that provides that. How, so cool. when do you sell that to somebody? We actually give it to them with every home inspection that we do. Oh, really? It's That's included? Awesome. Yep. <laughs> All right. We have, we have a whole package of warranties that we offer with every inspection. Okay, we'll get Very into pricing, nice. I, I, I like assure that. you. For the listeners, we're <laughs> going to get into pricing because I, you know, I like that. And I know it's always a range, but yeah. uh, I definitely like to talk about it. So do you insp- uh, inspect septic systems as well? We do. Is we there a lot of, of that here? Uh, it depends on the area. Once you get outside the cities, then most everything is septic. Like, for example, I live in Bandera County, and we have maybe two or three square miles total in the county that is on a sewer system. Everything else is septic. Okay. So, And there are even pockets in San Antonio where mm-hmm. houses are on septic systems. Okay. Like where? Uh, is it predominant in any particular area of town? Or? Uh, the older sections. Um, oh. Like... Um, there's a development in Chavano Park mm-hmm. that ha- is on septic. Okay. Wasn't in the city back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how many of these sewer line inspections do you figure your company has done? I don't even know. There's a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we do them frequently. Um, we can also, we have a locator on the end of the camera so that we can find septic tanks that got lost over the years. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nobody knows where the septic tank is. So we can run the... <laughs> The camera down, find the septic tank, and then use a locator to know where to dig. Okay, that's Jeez. smart. Yeah. Oh, it saves us a lot of work. <laughs> I bet. How long do these inspections take when you're doing them? A sewer camera inspection takes maybe 15, 20 minutes. Okay, so it's pretty quick. Yeah, it's really quick. And it, we add it on to home inspections all the time. And it's you know, a quick adder, and it really can save you a lot of money. Well, yeah, it's kind of crazy, the uh, the the types of things that can go wrong and then of course that has a, a domino effect yes. as well so um just when you're doing the inspection do you what do you provide the person that's getting the inspection done do you give them like you show them videos do they get what do they get out of the inspection? a written report and we can record the video of the inspection can they watch it while you're actually doing it as well they can do they typically do that or no? No. no. <laughs> no I probably don't want to see that. I don't that. know that I'd want to see that. <laughs> no, normally it's, you know, we get some that? people that want to see it, but most people are just like, yeah, let me know. Send me the video at the end. Mm-hmm. So. so when are you, uh, when do you typically do these inspections for homeowners? When is that happening? Is it, is it triggered by like somebody calls you and says, hey, I want to do this? Or is it usually with a home sale? Well, most of our clients are going to be buyers and they add on the sewer camera inspection just you know, because most home inspectors don't inspect the drain line. It's buried. It's under the house, uh, and unless you have invested in the camera to to do these inspections, and they're not cheap, mm-hmm. then they're not going to offer them. And our you know, our regulations say we're not responsible basically for that line because we can't see it. So, you know, wise home buyers add on every you know on. Add these extra inspections on to further protect themselves. That makes sense. And it does. We do get the occasional call to locate a septic. Okay. Yeah. When they need, they they're having septic issues and they they need to find it, but no one can find it. So we can, you know, it's 
sometimes we can find it. That's if, really if something you access. don't think about, right? It's like, I, I wouldn't even think about that. Where is this at? Where is it? I yeah. have no idea. Yeah. Is, yeah. How do people, do they market with something typically or what? It really depends. And it depends on the county, how the records are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, some counties have great records where I can you know, ask the county for a drawing of the septic and, you know, and it's right where it's supposed to be. Other counties, I get a little three by five card that basically says the address and they paid their septic permit fee <laughs> and that's it. I mean, literally, that's what I get from some counties. They're like, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> like, there is a septic somewhere on the property. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Jeez. You know, we found you know, cases where the septic actually turned out to be a couple 55-gallon drums buried in the yard. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's a total awful. DIY job, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that really wow. is. So, so what kind of things are you finding during the home inspection? What's the most common things? For, for the sewer camera inspections, the most common things we find, the, the most common thing we find is low spots in the line. What do you mean by that, low spots? Where the, the pipe drops down and then comes back up. Oh, so it's so, not going to drain properly. Yeah, mm-hmm. the number one rule of plumbing is that everything flows down downhill. Hill. Right. So when you <laughs> that start should be trying a tagline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you start trying to push it uphill, it, that's when you start getting blockages and all of that. Yeah. And you know, really, there is only one way to fix that, and that is to dig up the line and get the correct slope. On so, it. but how do you know? We can I, see I, it. You can actually tell that it's not, that it's flowing the wrong way. Well. You, will run water during the inspection. Okay. And when my camera head goes gotcha. underwater, you know, right. it's pretty evident that, hey, there's a low spot here. Mm-hmm. So. I thought I was going to get him on that question. It's like, how do you know? Yeah. <laughs> because it's just a little idea. If, if you want to get really technical, the cameras that we use, they actually have a slope indicator on them. Right Ooh, on the that's screen. fancy. Wow. <laughs> I like it. So, um, what else? Okay. So um, root intrusion. Mm-hmm. So, mm, you know, we have very nutrient-rich water, so when there's a small crack in the uh, in the pipes and the, the tree roots or whatever get in there, they just start growing. And, mm-hmm. and What's and causing the pipe to crack? Depending on the type of pipe, your older pipes like cast iron, uh, clay, orangeberg, they just deteriorate. Wait a minute, they're making pipes out of clay? I was just oh, thinking yeah. the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that was very common for a long time. <laughs> Whose idea was that? You should I know guess, that answer. I I'm guess they didn't like the cast iron idea, so they thought, <laughs> no, let's do clay. clay. Water pipe out of clay. Or cast iron. That's crazy. Oh, so. oh, yeah. Like when they made clay pots? Like, well, I guess, but yeah. clay water wells? That, that is fine. so short-sighted, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, steel or PVC or no Well, clay. they didn't have PVC back when they were doing the clay. Really? They didn't have it no. back in like 200 BC? Nope. No, of course not. PVC is new? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we get breaks in the line, mm-hmm. you know, be it just from deterioration or, you know, if it's buried too close to the surface and you get vehicle traffic over uh, it. Um, how or, deep is it supposed to be? Well, it should be at least a couple feet deep. Okay. Um, and then, of course, you have slope down. So sometimes they get up to be eight to ten feet deep. Oh, wow. So, Jeez. Ooh, that'd be an expensive trenching job, I would think. That is a, a very expensive. I mean, if you're doing a sewer line repair, just figure that you're at, out at least a thousand. Wow. All right, cool. Um, you know what you're getting. And then, of course, your regular blockages. You know, sometimes we get in there and it's like, okay, there's a, a blockage normally caused by either roots or um, a, a improper slope. And you know, at that point, it's like, okay, we've got a blockage. I can't push my camera any further. But, so. I thought he was going to say somebody flushing a diaper down the toilet or something. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's those cloth wipey things, right? Yes, flushable Baby wipes one. are not flushable, okay? We'll just leave it at that. 
Um, mm, good they will suggestion. De- they will destroy a septic really mm. fast, and um, and they do build up, especially if there's any rough surfaces in your sewer line, mm-hmm. like on a cast on an older cast iron or something. Then they'll just start catching on that, and then you're gonna have blockages. That is such a great suggestion. Yeah. So we uh, we use wipes in our house, right? Oh, they're no longer allowed. I mean, because that's like that's where you get the trash can with the seal of the lid and just put them in there. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So um, what are some signs of a sewer issue like the people should be watching for? Backups. Okay. Backups are going to be the, probably the first thing that a homeowner is going to see. Okay. All right. So um, what kind of costs are typically associated with repairing sewer lines? They're not cheap. Yeah. Um, like you said, there's a lot of digging involved depending mm-hmm. on how deep they are. You can easily hit 1000 to several thousand dollars. Pretty quick. And how much are your home inspections? Uh, the home inspection's three well, the sewer, line, I'm sewer sorry. camera with a home inspection we're running one seventy five. Okay. And so one seventy five just to make sure everything is flowing away should mm-hmm. be flowing. That seems like a pretty easy cost on that. All right, so Mike, if people want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Okay. Our website is VHILLC dot com and you can also call our office at two one zero two zero two All right. Thanks, Ben. And as right. always, if you want to catch videos of Mike's show, uh, you have a YouTube channel as well, but you can get him at homebuyertalkradio.com. Click on our icon there, head to YouTube, um, or you can go to – is it off your website too? Do you have your YouTube link yet off I that? don't know. I'll have to check. Okay. Well, you can always get through homebuyertalkradio.com. You can get there. All right. So – Erica Slayton. Yes, sir. So uh, I want to talk about the housing bubble stuff. And we touched that on sure. a little bit on, on a previous show. Um, but obviously, we want to talk, we want to welcome Jacob to the show um, as well. But let me do a proper intro for Erica. She has 26 <laughs> years experience in the lending industry. She is a wizard when it comes to this stuff. She's a good friend Thank of mine. Um, and she's works with Wallach and Volk. And you've been yes. with them for a long time, right? Yeah, almost seven years. Yeah. Seven years. It's been great. So, um, and her son Jacob is with us now. That's Jacob with a K, right? J A K. Yes, with O-B. a K. Awesome. And uh, so, you're how old now? I'm twelve. Twelve. All right. And you help your mom with what she's doing, and of course, you hear all of this wealth <laughs> of knowledge coming your way. Oh, every day. Every day. <laughs> so, yes. what are you going to do when you grow up? Since he was a baby, <laughs> I have multiple things in mind. Okay. Such I've... as what? Fighter pilot. What else? <laughs> <laughs> that would be one of them. I'm complete. I'm being completely honest. I, I've i been thinking about being a welder for a while, okay, yeah. like a while now, probably since I was just turned 12 maybe, I think, now. Okay. Um, and then I want to be, be something outdoors because I, I love the outdoors. I love the cold. So yeah. I want to, like, move up north when I'm older. I either I Like re- north is in Colorado or are we talking, like... Really north. Really, like, like Alaska? Maybe. Wow. I, not even, like, live in Alaska, but have a little cabin up there. All right. Well, let's get into what. So you guys have a. Let's start with the bubble. Let's go there, yeah, and then we'll, we'll get into the fun yeah. stuff as well. So, uh, we hear talk <laughs> about is there a housing bubble, right? right? And so, as I was doing All some research lately. on this, and I really want to bounce it off you because I want. I think I'm smart. I think I maybe figured some stuff out. So when you have a housing bubble can be caused, and I don't know if this mm-hmm. is just one of the causes or whatever, but when you have housing prices are going up yes. and you don't have the income, the home in, uh, person's income, mm-hmm. that's rising with it, right, to right. keep up with it. So that's a housing bubble issue. Um, yes one or factor. No? One, one factor. factor. What, what are some other factors people should be looking out for? And keep in mind, we live in Texas, which is a little bit of a unicorn in all of this stuff, but yes. we're still affected by some of it. So Sure. And when we had the last housing bubble in 2008, 2009, we were not as affected because- we're Texas. And again, 
like we said earlier, people want to live here. So we're really fortunate. We have a good state. We have, you know, good benefits for people to live here. The other thing that's really big about the bubble is you actually have to have an excessive amount of inventory. Which we do not have Which in Texas. Which we do not really. have. See, this was the thing. I was we like, do not have that at all. Yeah. So in the last housing bubble in 2008, 2009, we had an average of nine months of supply. So if everybody out there was getting ready to buy a house and there was no other homes listed for sale, how long would it take you to eat up all that inventory? Nine months back then. We're 38 days right now. Yeah. Nine months. I heard of an Austin is like days. nine days. Yes, it is. Because Austin Crazy. is, you know, tech center of Texas, yeah. right? Plus, they've got the big Tesla. I hope it's not going to be a new San Francisco. I love San Francisco. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> but I mean, come on. We don't need those kind of housing prices. You know what oh, I'm saying? No. Right. Agreed. Not in Texas. No. But so, yeah. So the, the other big factor is is the inventory. And we just don't have it. We're 4 million units short of inventory in the United States. Okay. So it's not just Texas, it's but it's not really just everywhere. Texas. It's really everywhere. But Texas is very strong as far as the uh, the inventory level is very low. And we're strong as far as the unemployment levels are low, you know, um, which is which is good, really, to have a nice low unemployment because we we have people that are working, right? So yeah. So what what are the dangers of of a bubble? So it, it, who Falling is really prices. adversely affected by a bubble bursting? Who is is it home regular homeowners or is it just investors? It's it's obviously it's going to touch everybody, but sure. who's at most impact? So it's whoever is getting ready to sell their house. Okay. Right. So this is what I've always told. And I've been buying homes for myself to live in since I was 19. And I'm not going to say my age, but I'm approaching 50 very shortly. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> you don't look it. Thank you. I'd say mid thank 36, you. 37. You know, thank you. I appreciate that. But so I've been buying houses to live in for a long time. I've only owned two investment properties in my life. But, you know, I, I've, I'm just one of those things. I'm a really busy professional. And so having another house to manage is just a lot for me. So but the bottom line is basically is that the only time that really a house dip matters to me personally is when I'm getting ready to sell. Because if I'm getting ready to sell and I'm going to have a lower price than I would have, say, a year ago, then it's going to affect me in my pocketbook, right? But if I'm going to be in that house for a long time, it really honestly doesn't matter to He's me because we're going to rebound, right? So we'll, you know, what goes down will come up and vice versa. So it doesn't really matter in, in that regard. But if I'm an investor that's fixing and flipping, yeah. Or buying for a short time to then rent borrowing, it out for a while. If they're borrowing. Yes. And then they're going to sell it and you're getting ready to sell in a low. Obviously, that's not the time to sell. Right. Right. It's always about the purchase price, right? I mean, if you buy it and that's, yeah, fix and flip is really kind of a whole other ball game. It is a whole If other they're ball financing. Game. But if they have right. cash and they right. buy it at a good price, they should be okay. Sure. But do, do rental units usually typically increase during a housing bubble or not? Do what? what rental units. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, everything, everything increased. We're right now, everything's increasing. We're not in a bubble, but everything's increasing, right? right? Um, rental properties. Yesterday, I was talking to two clients and their rents just went up 25%. Wow. Monthly. Is that even 20? legal? Yes. Is, there's no cap on how much they can no, raise. Uh-uh. No, they're <laughs> allowed to do, the thing. owner's allowed to do whatever they want. That's the whole thing about like you, you're going to pay somebody else's mortgage if you're a renter or you're going to pay your own. Right. Plus profit. So if you're already paying somebody else's mortgage, you might as well pay yours and start building up your wealth. You know, it's just, and if you're like, I just bought a car, right? And everybody's like, oh my gosh, you bought a car and the price was so high. And I said, yeah, but I sold a car at the high. So I sold it high and I bought it uh, high, okay. right? So if you're, if you're selling a house right now at high, you're, you're buying it high too, but you're selling it a high. So really, you know, the thing is though, is what I'm seeing of the new first time home buyers, that's where they're seeing a little bit of a struggle, right? Because they don't own anything to sell. So they're coming into the market. They've never owned a home before. 
And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm really having to pay more. Yes, but here's the other thing I like to remind people of. In San Antonio specifically, and really in Texas as a whole, but there's some pockets, like you said, Austin is a little different. But in San Antonio, we have not seen double-digit growth numbers ever. Growth is? As far as price appreciation. Oh, oh price appreciation. So, so now we've got 10 and 20, and you know we've got um, in 2020, and we've got 19 and 2021, and we're going to have not anywhere near 19 this year, but we're, we're going up, right? In past years, like in 08, 09, we were like 2%. And then we were like 3%. And then we were like 4%. So we've always been these little, what I call baby steps. When California was dropping 50% and Florida was dropping 50%, we were increasing by 2%. So we've always been nice and stable. Now the thing that people are kind of panicking about now is we're not stable anymore because we're increasing at such a pace. But I just like to remind you, we were so low before I just say we've caught up. Well, and inventory is actually a bit of a bottleneck. So yes. it can help slow everything down in Texas, right? Because yes. you don't have this big changeover, at least when it comes right. to new houses, especially oh. new houses. But right. uh, old, older houses, too, people just aren't selling them as fast. They're not selling them as fast. People have been staying in their homes longer for years now. You know, when I first got into the mortgage business 26 years ago, the average person stayed in their home for five years. And then it would creep to six. And then it was seven. And then before you know it, it was nine now we're seeing people stay in their homes for 10, 15 years. A, they're afraid of selling because what am I going to buy in return, right? Or rent if there's no or inventory. Rent if there's and, no inventory. And are they going to jack my prices mm-hmm. up yeah, out of nowhere? Exactly. So like again, if you're, you don't own a home now, if you say, I'm just going to wait till things start to adjust, you're just going to wait until they're more expensive adjusted. Right. <laughs> they're not, not going to be cheaper for you down the line. It's going to be more expensive for you. So you know, yeah, rates are up a little bit and- but they're back to 2017, 2018 levels. So remember on rates, what goes down will come up and vice versa. Um, people are now saying, you know, let me look into an adjustable rate mortgage. I've never been a huge fan of those, but, you know, they have their place. Uh, but you just have to remember, like, if you get a high interest rate, again, relatively speaking, right? Because the fours is not a high interest rate. Right. <laughs> My first mortgage me, was at nine. At 2.9, I think yeah, so. and mine's at 275. So, but I, but I rode the wave and I, when I first bought my house, my rate was 475 in 2017. And then when I saw that rates were low and clearly I monitor them all the time, I was like, I'm going to pull the trigger and 275 is what I got. Awesome. But the next house I buy, I guarantee you it's not going to be 275 because they just won't be there. And that's okay. Because then when rates dip down again, guess what Erica's going to go? I'm going to refinance it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, so refinancing is not a bad word. You just would rather avoid it if you have to. So if you get a 3% rate, do it. You get a 3.95 right now, which you can on a Texas Veteran Land Board, for example. Do it. But four, the fours is not terrible. Right. <laughs> four is still really cheap money, especially when you look at the uh, inflation rate right now. Right. Inflation is higher than that. You know, we're in the sevens. And and not only that, but you can invest your money in other places and get more than a 4% or 5% return. Yeah. You know, so that's the other thing about like big down payments. You know, people are like, I should put a huge down payment. For every $1,000 that you invest in a down payment, you're saving about $5. A month. A month. So maybe you should leave your money in your investment where you're earning 12%. And so you're paying four, seven, five, or four and a half or whatever it is for your mortgage, for your money. But see, that's what wealthy people do. They leverage their money. They leave their money where it's making them the most money. They really need it. Jacob, are you learning about all that in school or just from your mom? <laughs> I want to say we do <clears throat> learn something about that in school, but we never really go like deep into the topic of like stuff that she's talking about every day that I hear every day. <laughs> well, and that's good. Well, 
it's you should be learning about that, right? Because if you're learning at a young age, you make better decisions when you're right out of. Oh yeah, I mean, and it can save you so much money if you know how to do it and know when to do it, and just you know. And he he hears so much about credit, you know. So I mean, my my 18 year old right now has a 731 credit score, and it's because I've taught him what to do with credit. Awesome. You know, so. are, are you going to be so? At what age can Jacob start working on his credit? 18. 18. <clears throat> yeah. You really have to wait that long. Yeah, that's the contracted age. You can't you can't uh, enter into a contract until, until you're 18 years old. Huh. I'm thinking 16 would probably be better. Let's <laughs> let's push for a change. So, Jacob, when it comes to helping your mom with uh, with the stuff that she's doing, what what do you like most? I just like the aspect that I get to help out and that I get to teach other people what I know and what she knows, and it's just fun. It gets me something to do and. It's different I like from, doing it. It's part of what from your normal day. <laughs> well, you're part of what mom's got going on, so mm-hmm. it's good to plug in that way. So you guys have a YouTube channel. What's the name of the YouTube channel again? Let's Talk Mortgage. Okay, who came up with that name? <laughs> he did. That is a that is yeah. a story. I, I don't know if I did or you did. You, no, you totally did. You added the, the pronunciation of the I think the, the first time we thought about it was in Walmart, actually. We were in Target. No, we were in Target, and we were looking at pillows. Yeah, we were in Target and we were walking around the like home garden area and he mm-hmm. sat down and he had his little phone and he was like, let's talk mortgage. And I was like, that's a good, oh, that's great. I remember that now. Yeah. That was, but he says yeah. the T because the word that's, mortgage has this T in it, which is silly. That is where it all began. Mm-hmm. So yes. say the word mortgage. Mortgage. Okay. <laughs> but there, there, there is a silent T in there. Yes, there mm-hmm. is. I don't know why, but there is. Okay. So you guys have the YouTube channel. How often are you guys posting? We try to post every week. once a week, mm-hmm. like on Tuesdays normally, okay. but we've been caught up being busy, but we're trying now. Yeah, we're we had spring break, and then I had my awards banquet that I had to go to. I had to go to Cabo, so. Oh, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So. All right, well, uh, we kind of ran up, ran out the clock on this, Sorry. but uh, Jacob, I, I hope, <laughs> hopefully we'll have you back, and it's always good to get a perspective from the young mm-hmm. kids, uh, the next generation that's coming up, and it's great that he's learning Absolutely. as you guys yes. go along, so great job, Erica. Absolutely, thanks. All right, so Erica, how do people get a hold of you if they want to? Sure, they can go to our Facebook at Let's Talk Mortgage. Remember, yeah. it's Mortgage. And then uh, website is www.theslatonlendinggroup.com, or they can just reach me on my cell, 210-219-7608. All right, as we wrap up the show, a quick reminder to check out our latest podcast on all the usual podcast platforms, and you can find video versions of the show on our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us. Have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one. Adios.